Hi, and thanks for listening to Serially Obsessed. Now, before we go any further, a warning about something some people might find disturbing. The sound quality. We wanted to get this episode out quick, but we did hit a few tech issues along the way. These have all been resolved, and we promise you better sound for all future episodes. And speaking of which, future episodes. We just started this podcast, but we will be all caught up to each and every single episode of Serial very, very soon. So if you like it, keep listening and tell a friend. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Serially Obsessed. My name is Daisy Rosario, and I am joined today by... Dipti Sarawip and Layla Carrillo. And if you are like us, you are obsessed with cereal. You can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop Googling it. You can't stop wanting to know more. And that's why we're talking about it. And we're also talking about it because we are three friends who happen to do comedy together who also just happen to have a couple of points of view that we thought would be cool to talk about this show. Dipti, what do you do? My point of view is was... Um, I used to be a prosecutor in Brooklyn, so I know a little bit about crime. Criminal prosecutor? Criminal prosecutor. Exciting. And I um, know how the law works. Yeah, I would imagine that when you're listening. Specifically as it relates to crime. I mean, a lot of lawyers, you learn a lot of different aspects of everything, but you don't really know anything unless you practice it. So So, um, you wouldn't know probate law? Not so much. Maybe I did when I took the bar exam. Um, I had another... Oh, here was my other perspective. What's that? I am South Asian, and I'm a child of immigrant parents. And that's my other expertise, guys. Here's a fun fact. None of us are white. Oh. Non-white ladies. Um, But yeah, and so uh, my point of view is that I am a public radio producer myself and a storyteller. Uh, I work on a show called Latino USA on NPR. And I've also worked for a long time, uh, or I did, with The Moth, and I still have a wonderful relationship with them. Um, and I interned at Radiolab and stuff like that. So yeah. when I listen to the story, I definitely am hearing it from the point of view of thinking about how they're putting it together, the storytelling aspect, the editing, the writing, what they're finding out and how, and how they're choosing to reveal information. Um, so I know that, yeah, just as Dipti is thinking about things from a legal perspective, I am certainly paying attention to aspects of it that are very like the ideas of public radio. I forgot that you worked for Radio Lab. I interned. Wow. I was a sickly intern. They were very kind people. <laughs> um, that's super cool. Um, and yeah, I don't have any particular uh, expertise. I am a crazy skeptic. You're every woman. I'm every yes. woman. <laughs> um, it's all in me. And also, <laughs> like, yeah, once we get into it, I will tell you guys all speculations about stuff just because look dude I can't remember what I did on Monday and these fucking kids are remembering shit from like six weeks ago and I will tell you that in high school brain even worse so we'll get into that because because well they actually talk about it a little bit in the first episode that's kind of how she kicks it off so let's get right into it the first episode is called the alibi the show is a podcast it doesn't air on the radio uh, it is a podcast being put out directly by the people who made This American Life, so specifically WBEZ, uh, which is a the public radio station in Chicago, um, and you know the the whole This American Life crew basically doing this as another project. So See, it doesn't air on the air. To me, that means it's NPR. That's, I mean, that's the way it's I Ira Glass. Kind of how they're marketing it is like. I mean, I think that's sort of the thing. Like, even though it's not an NPR thing, I think people. I mean, because look, hey, can we be frank? 
Sarah Koenig is totally speaking in Ira Glass cadence. Yes. Well, she's been, you know, by his side throughout for she's many years. How can you not? Yeah. Wait, I have a question. Layla, you don't like the way she talks? I love it. I find it so soothing and peaceful. I just don't. I think I've gotten generally tired of the of the Ira Glass cadence, you know? And, like, just sometimes, like, the uber flowery language, which, like, for example, when she first meets... Uh, she first meets Adnan and he's like and she says something about how his eyes look like a dairy cow the dairy cow line <laughs> killed me I have a very big note about that as well just stop telling us you have a note about something and just tell us what the thing is <laughs> we're not coming back to these things they're I, coming up as we go I think it's rude you guys would you ever want to be described as barrel chested with dairy cow eyes I well, did not see it my issue is more that I was like, I don't know that I picture a dairy cow. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an image that comes to mind when you also, say dairy cow. Why is it specifically a dairy cow? Like, Boom. If you just say a, cow, a, cow. a cow. If you just say a cow. Do dairy. I was a little thrown by the dairy aspect. Yeah, that's just like, that's the kind of shit that I'm just like, okay, let's all fucking calm down. Oddly, um, I, didn't, I didn't care that she called him essentially a dairy cow, but she didn't call him that. Let's it's considered you have, you have cows in such a regard. <laughs> exactly Whereas Layla and I as Latinas are like you hate cows, cows. cow hater like, um, cows are dumb. <laughs> um no that when she said that his big brown eyes how could someone like this commit a murder I was like oh she's in love with him now this is early on this is just when the podcast starts right. this right. is what my initial thought was do I still think it well I don't know we'll see in a later episode but <laughs> I was like, oh, she has a massive crush on this guy. Yeah, I didn't read it like that at all. I mean, to me, it's just storytelling. And it's like, you're going to follow this one person for potentially 12 episodes, potentially one or two less or one or two more. You have to set up who this person is and create a visual for everyone immediately. So like, yeah, it didn't read to me like that as much as, I mean, I think the story itself is ultimately a little bit more the story of her going on this journey than it is the crime itself. You know, it's more about trying to figure out stuff. So I think she does a good job often of being like, kind of letting us know where her, her head is at. And her head is in a place where she's like, I just don't see it. Like, I just don't see it, right. you know? And that's what she's letting I us know. she also approaches it as like a straight, because here's the thing, and I know this is going to sound like racist, whatever, we're brown ladies. Let's just <laughs> bring this out here. White chicks love true crime shit. Like, Do they? What? <laughs> I compartmentalize my friends between like whites and non-whites. Why don't you say what you are, Layla? Um, I am also Latina, but I don't look it, so I have you do not. You do read as very white. Personal issues about that. Layla's always passing. Do choose to ask me about them as I run away from your questions. Um, I thought you were white when I met you. I know everyone thinks that. Um, I did not. because oh, you knew it. I'm Latina. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like. I've never. Ooh, well, now that you say that, I was a little like, I don't know that I agree, but I don't, I, I would imagine that, yeah, like, middle-aged white ladies are like the demo for Nancy Grace. You know, I'm going back and I'm listening to the first episode, and I'm thinking about, you know, the perspective that they're coming through, which is like, yeah, like a middle-class white woman, and I think that really comes up at the 
end or towards the end of the episode when she's talked at this point to Asia and she's like, I talked to her. And then she's like shocked that he's not as amazed as she is that he actually, that she actually reached this person. It's like, right. You have to like see it through the perspective of someone living his experience. Like he is not excited the way you, you are. Like he doesn't have a reason to have faith that these breadcrumbs are going to mean anywhere. What does that have to do with her being a middle-aged white woman? That she was excited about talking to Asia and he wasn't. Because I think it's like she found a little, she thinks that she's finding these little pieces of a puzzle that she's like, it's like an interactive, true right. TV. It's, um, it's not so much about her being a white person per se, but like not having any aware, like I am not someone who has ever been convicted of a crime, but I've known enough people in my life that I would not approach a prisoner talking that way or speaking that way. Okay, that would not I see. be my perspective. I see what you're saying now. I never, like when I, when she revealed that she talked to Asia, I expected him to freak out. Really? No. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And when he was like, yeah, okay, I was heartbroken. Yeah, because what difference does it make to his day to day though? I just, I mean, now I get that, but I did not get that on the first listen. On the, I had different experiences on my first and second listen Mm -hmm. of this episode, but I just... I wanted him to totally freak out. But it's not going to change his day to day unless he has any real reason to see that like, yeah, unless he has any real reason to see that like there's a reason that the court could reopen it or something that's different. But it's like he even said in the call, he's like, I wish that this had happened two months ago because then maybe they could have done something with it when they were making the appeal. But it's like. My initial issues Mm -hmm. start with Adnan's friend contact Sarah because she's a lawyer so what it like why isn't she Rabia yeah mm-hmm. yeah what's your question I get, or what's your thought really a question. for me it's more of like okay so you're a lawyer and you've been obsessed with this case for a while because clearly she's carrying around these boxes of stuff in her car yeah for 15 years for 15 years through divorces and all kinds of stuff yeah and I'm sort of like like none of it makes sense to me because then when she starts talking about when she was a kid and she was like yeah and then I like by the time I finally went to see him he was like getting like essentially like convicted like he was gonna be going to jail the next day I'm like if you guys are such close friends wouldn't you have been like at the trial like wouldn't you well I'm just trying to think of like if my close friend slash like family friend was like convicted of a crime would I just show up on, like, the last day where they're just taking him away, just being like, oh, yeah, that sucks that this has happened to you. Uh, bye? Well, mm, she was a first-year law student. That is so all-consuming. She can't sit in trial all day. Was she? I thought they yeah. were all, like, high schoolers. No, she's, no. Not, she's not friends with them that was in school. She's oh, the cousin. That's my yeah. No, no, she's, like, the cousin of no. his best friend. She's the okay. older cousin of his best friend. Older sister. Older sister of his best friend. Yeah. So she she knew that she didn't know everything about criminal procedure. I mean, if you're a first year law student, you can follow the news a little better. But again, you don't know what you can do and what you can't do really. Right, so now she can. She also keeps a blog and she kind of addressed some of this stuff. And basically, oh. like she. Um, and she actually, she says it in the first episode. I was, you know, when I was re-listening, she's like, yeah, I've been carrying these around for 15 years. It's not like that I've been working on it. Right. Um, it also sounds like when she had reached out was maybe close to when they were doing the appeal. Sure. 
to try to get yeah you know some new stuff in so the timeline of that makes a lot of sense to me yeah because on she went to see him the night he got convicted and he said oh there's these letters it was the first time she ever heard about the letters from asia and it was so she at that point said let's see if we can use these and she didn't know the procedure of it all and didn't know that basically in an appeal you cannot an appeal is only based on a question of law if the trial court judge made a ruling of law that was incorrect it has you can never it can never be because of new evidence only like a poor judgment on a rule of law so having new evidence like that would be unhelpful unless you can say this means there was ineffective assistance of counsel right so meaning that which is kind of the idea that I'm starting to piece together is that I feel like his lawyer wasn't that oh I feel like his lawyer was not good immediately I yeah I read a lot about his lawyer essentially at that point she was getting pretty sick with MS and Mm -hmm. she just started dropping the ball apparently I mean she had gotten into trouble before but I feel like a lot of lawyers can especially defense attorneys I don't think it necessarily means that they're crappy lawyers um it means that they blur the line of ethics sometimes for the the right thing to do um but she uh she did see these letters. I mean, uh, what's her face? Oh, Sarah yeah. she, talked right, about right. it. And she's and, made like a note about it and like whatever. Right? And and that makes me think that her mind was crazy. Well, <laughs> like, that's something that uh, Sarah Koenig talks about in the episode. Like she's like, yes, it could have been that she chose to not use it for tactical purposes. Right. But at the same time, every she spoke to a bunch of lawyers about it and everyone was like, but it's absolutely insane that she never actually spoke to the girl. Right. Like that is mm-hmm. something that's like just straight up addressed on the episode. And I thought addressed really well. Yeah. I think that whole thing of like, well, Rabia thinks that maybe it's because she wanted the money for the appeal or something. That is so far fetched. Like, I can't imagine oh, that. So is, this, is that like a thing that's going on? Is that like a theory that's posted online? I yeah. do not. I do not. Oh, like I'm not reading any of the stuff online. Like I'm only listening to the podcast just because I don't want my own ideas to be tarnished by like whatever's on Reddit or right. whatever. Well, um, I only look a little bit here and there, but I think it also, it's something that she brings up a little bit. She's like, oh, she was, she died a few years ago and she was like, was there was like some case against her about misuse yeah. of funds. So right. that comes up on, on yeah. the episode itself. Yeah. The original reason again, why if you recall that she's even investigating this whole case is because Rabia noticed she was she was she was researching um all cases that Adnan's attorney had been involved with and she right. noticed that Sarah had Reported. written a story mm-hmm. for the Baltimore Sun in two thousand one. Right. And so um yeah, that's what started it, it all. It was more but... a time, like kind of a perfect timeline of realizing, like, oh, this person was reporting on similar crimes around this time. Sure. Maybe she'll right, know right, things right. For, you know, about that. So. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, I'm sure she's done some really great things for people, but she's just like, not these letters not being presented or investigated oh, or anything. Yeah, it just blows my mind. I'm like. 
I, f- I freak out just thinking yeah. about it. Well, okay. So now here's the thing that I kind of get confused. And this is why I have like weird feelings towards Asia. Cause she writes these letters, right? Mm-hmm. And she's all like, Hey bro, it was great seeing you mm-hmm. in the library. But like, if you really did this, I'm going to be super mad. Fine. Weird language. Yeah. But I it's don't know that it's that school. weird for a high schooler. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it Murders is weird. involved. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, go ahead. I agree. But also, I'm like, I don't know. It's high school. So, like, I imagine one of two things. That Asia, I'm so sorry, Asia, wherever you are, somehow she had caught wind of this thing being a thing and was like, I want to be a part of this exciting. Layla, I totally thought that as a, you know what as I mean? a possible theory, too. Because then too. later she shows up and she's like, well, I expect that the courts do what the courts are going to do and that, like, everything is tip top shape and the courts don't make mistakes and like girl courts make mistakes all the time and and you know what no offense but like she was living in baltimore people there know that criminal justice isn't just all the time right like she knows that there's great baltimore have watched the wire (laughs) they know justice in their town there's a lot of crime bubbles (laughs) can i just say uh, now that we've brought up baltimore um another thing about a very similar dairy cow situation um when sarah describes the badass city city with dime bags on the ground i'm like girl there are dime bags and the like the ground of like random long island railroad i used to pick up crack pipe like crack vials when i was a kid wait what are you guys talking about she said that about baltimore i don't remember that she's giving a context to like where their suburb that they live is in con- in context mm, of the city and how like right. a lot of families move out there to keep their kids from growing up in the badass city and that's what she says right. and she talks about like you know signing oh, a dime bag on like, the ground it's like oh, yeah real badass city that you live in Sarah like yeah. sorry it's not Greenwich Connecticut I'm really you're not nice to I'm Sarah I'm not nice to Sarah that's I not, like Sarah a lot I, I, Sarah. I do too I do too and I'm, I'm pro Sarah I well. love when she gets all like real she's like it just doesn't make sense you know and yeah. she, it's I just mean, so real I feel like mm-hmm. if Sarah were my friend I would just give her shit all the time because she probably is kind of I mean like look like not that I had like a hard upbringing but I think she's like she's sort of like a sweet if I can go on an animal thing it as since she describes him as a dairy cow I think she's like a pristine white horse with like really cute like blinders on that are maybe made of gold and like can I tell you something? She'd be like one of those horse and carriage horses. That would be pretty rough, man, to be a crime reporter for that many years and to the, the <laughs> um, many stories and be that unaffected by it. I'm going to... Well, gonna... I mean, right. If she's like getting like, ooh, badass city with a dime bag on the ground, it's like, that's not, that's not really your perspective, right? Is it that or right? does she know her audience? Okay. I have a question about that. But also, like, I think that's being really harsh on her. Like, she's a crime reporter. She's not a moron. No, I'm not saying she's a moron. I'm not at all saying she's a moron. Kind of sounds like you're saying she's a moron. No, no, no. Or, like, lives in an ivory tower or just is so clueless. But I think she's way less clueless. Okay, hold on. I'm definitely not saying she's clueless. I'm just saying that there's a difference between, like, if... I think that she probably does know that, like, a badass city does not constitute finding a dime bag on the ground. I don't. I don't remember that being the. I don't know. I remember I that being sort of being in like, your head oh, man. that are not actually that connected to each other. But Maybe. I did think badass city was funny. I right. It's like, and the descriptor for a badass city was like the least badass thing. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. That that's not. She could have used a better descriptor. She could have. But um, I want to talk about a particular alibi that why didn't another uh, 
ineffective assistance of counsel kind of thing is so Asia was in the library she saw him in the library allegedly but if his story which he told the cops was yeah and then I went to the library because there was time in between track practice and school ending at 2.15 why wouldn't they go to the library and ask a librarian if they saw him like forget Asia like why wasn't that done? Yeah, it's unless not even the librarians just don't know who the like, unless they don't know. But yeah, I. But right. she was. That's uh, that was weird. I thought that was weird, that like they didn't, that they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Like that they didn't go back to ask anybody they, that worked there. They right. couldn't have talked to, like, so many people in the school when th- when after he was or while they were like after Jay was telling the story or whatever and they right. were like had probable cause to arrest him why didn't they like interview students in the school and say did were you in the library like there this is a th- someone's being charged with homicide right you investigate that yeah you and I'm not saying you can talk to everyone and I know this school's big that's impossible to do but I thought it was even weird like just the day that Hay was missing Within two and a half hours of that, the cops were calling Adnan. That's like aggressive policing. Like, I've had a missing person issue before, and the cops were completely useless. And I just think within two hours of her missing, they're already calling potential, like, or I don't know if he was a suspect at the time in their head. They're calling friends. Like, my point of saying that is like good job to those cops. I don't think that I guess normally it's also happens. She was like a, mi- minor. I mean, a minor. You're right. She's a female People minor. So you're like right. calling her friends is not Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I just thought it was quick. Point being they were on top of it. So why right. wouldn't so they be on top of it otherwise? I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it would be a different department though, wouldn't it necessarily? Like they might be, you know, like like it might be like uh, frenzied parents call and they're like our underage daughter is missing and the weather is getting bad outside and so mm. whatever cop takes their call makes Maybe. some calls on their behalf yeah. that's not necessarily going to be the same people that like the body is found six, right. like, however many weeks later right. and then those people are doing the investigation yeah Although it would not be a nitpicky thing Asia's the only one that remembers that like the next day there was an ice storm she's like the first person that mentions it and then it never gets mentioned again which honestly is part of why I'm not that weirded out by her memory of it that she like remembers stuff so clearly. Yeah, cause I, I have I generally have a pretty good memory. Like in general, I've got a pretty solid memory. But it is definitely always tied to major markers. I was actually telling this to my therapist this week when I lived in LA. I had the hard I have a hard time remembering things from LA, and part of the reason I do is because the weather never changed. Oh. The weather was always the same, and so if mm. you ask me what I was doing in LA, I always have to. Tr- if I can remember what job I was working because I worked so many odd jobs there and I remember the chronology of those, then I can tell you when something happened. But if I don't remember what job I was doing, I don't remember. But, like, I will remember major things tied to, like, weather or just, like, huge particular kinds of markers, which is something that that Sarah Koenig sets up early in the episode when she's talking about having talked to her cousin. Yeah. Everybody's memory is going to be a little bit, like, different. Right, But I feel like, to me... It was, I think, you know, Sarah Kane kind of says something similar, but the idea that, like, she was talking to this, like, cute guy that she kind of vaguely knew that she probably thought was, like, super hot. She didn't know him well. 
it's like the one time they have like a long conversation mm-hmm. and she's annoyed with her boyfriend and then she gets trapped in the house with her boyfriend the next day because they said she got snowed in at her boyfriend's house. Right, right. I I could see remembering Bring that, that instance. Yeah. I thought that Asia had a crush on popular boy Adnan. Right. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, for I sure. think so. Probably. Right. Like that's that's yeah. why she remembers actually just getting to sit there with him while her annoying boyfriend is like super late. Right. Yeah. And then she gets stuck at her annoying boyfriend's house. Like that to me but that makes also, sense that she would remember that. But that also makes me think that maybe she just was like, oh, he's Mr. Popular. I want to be involved in this. And 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 misremembered the day not that she was lying but right. that she misremembered it wasn't january 13th when that happened but another day maybe it was like the week before yeah maybe because her story does say the same but i also think this two things one is if she remembers all that so well why would she be like, well, the courts must have no. Yeah, like she oh, gets, she gets super so flip floppy because of the way she talks about it later. The way she talks about it later is the part I, like from the way she talks, it makes me assume that she might have gotten into some like abusive relationships or stuff later in her life because she's immediately very like, look, you don't know how people can be like now that I'm 32, like I know that people can be liars or they could turn out like whatever right. unexpected. She said that. Yeah, yeah she talks I forget about that a lot, and so yeah. like that to me very much explained that you know like I was uh, like oh I get that like I get why she would be like nervous about it also like remember they sent the the, the uh, private investigator to her house yeah, right. and it's like her boyfriend at the time was the one who answered and her was all fiance. like she can't, her fiance yeah. or, like she can't talk like I don't know she just sounded like a lady who has since gone She's through seen some, some stuff shit, and yeah. I don't I, I totally get the idea like I'm very open to the idea of like maybe she was just kind of interested in what was going on and blah 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 but I think also the tone of the letters very much felt like hey do you remember me like like yeah like somebody she might have had a crush on and the the whole timeline aspect of it being the storm does make sense right and so I feel like she might have just been like hey cool and then nobody ever follows up with her and she tries to talk to him and it's like nothing ever happens and then she goes on with her life and some of that stuff is bad and then all of a sudden out of the blue people are trying to contact her again and she's like what the f is this like all of that, all of that seemed very reasonable to me. I guess that's possible. Here's here's another thing that um, I just don't know enough about forensics, but the time of death is just stipulated to as two thirty six p.m. Yeah, they really stick right. to it. Um, I feel like call. so. I'm sure there's reason for that, but one thing is the body's found six weeks later. later. How are you pinpointing a minute? I would really like, I need to find a Reddit thread on that. Someone has to have like been like, why is it so, because everything hinges on that. Well, it's the, t- it's the phone call stuff. It's the knowing that she got, that she got out of school at this time and that people did see her in her last class. And then they, with the cell phone records, they're like, um, it, there was a phone call made at this time to come pick. I thought the, it Jay was, it called around that time. I thought it was based solely on. The medical examiner's report. I've never heard. I haven't even heard the term medical examiner on this, pro- on this really, podcast. Not really. But I've also never heard of a yet, medical examiner anyway. being able to say 236 because they kept saying 236 and that is a phone thing. But and we know that it can't, the time of death can't be tied to the phone records because the phone records are determining, or like they're just, it's all, um, 
circumstantial evidence. Like, it's not... Is this, like, so maddening to listen to as a former prosecutor? Yes! Like, even as a layman listener, it just sounds very, like, this sounds really shoddy. Like, I I don't... I, I... don't think I would believe some of this on law and order like it's terrible I mean, it definitely does make sense it yeah, sounds like like the writing on this episode yeah, is like, yeah. really like, bad guys you have to wolf. give a better justification yeah. for this yeah. and that's certainly how it feels listening to this well one thing I just keep going back to is um he was found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt right that's the standard it's a very hard standard for me legally even just listening to the first episode, like, you know, you can say, well, there's a lot of doubt, not let alone beyond a reasonable doubt that all fine said and done. Okay. That's a legal standard, but just like, even with this inadmissible evidence, you know, with like Asia's letters and all that kind of stuff, if you just want to know, like, you know, the X files, the truth, (laughs) like if you just want to know that it's possible he could have killed her, you know, but, that's logical that it's possible he could have killed her, I think. But legally, there's no way. Right. I like, do think zero. that part is shocking. Like, I think, you know, as I've talked to friends about this show, you know, like, you know, some people think he did. And we'll get, more, you know, with future episodes, obviously, we'll get more in depth. But even just listening to this first episode, just anyone I know who is like, even in the people who think he did it, everybody that I've spoken to is like, but I wouldn't have. If I were on that jury, I wouldn't right. have found that person guilty based mm-hmm. on what I know of this. Like that, even the, even if they're like, I really do think he did it. Right. And, and, and we won't say anything, but just knowing even what happens in future episodes, most people like that I know who listen to the facts of the case as they were presented, mm-hmm. as we understand them, are like, I could not have actually convicted on that though. And they did it really quickly. Quickly, yeah. I almost wonder Crazy if a lot of how it quickly. just ends up being like the theatrics of those closing arguments. Because like they brought in, right? Like they brought in a dummy or whatever. Yeah, they, like, and they did the, the choke the dummy. Like, because I just imagine. Well, that's questionable. I'm surprised the judge let that happen. It's I mean, a little too. Martin, case. And what? They did that with uh, George Zimmerman. In the oh, they did? They, had oh. a, they brought in like. What? reenacting things oh. is weird right yeah just like sometimes to me like the crossing. theatrics of courts it just becomes like wait is that right like it like creates a bias in a way right because you're totally, like I mean, visualizing this thing right and then i'm just like oh of course like mm-hmm. of course that's that guy i mean certainly it was objected um, to but guys the judge still let it in or maybe I... she didn't object right because or maybe she, she was didn't not paying attention this poor woman who it sounds like was like getting maybe sicker her and sicker. Mind yeah. was already maybe she Swiss wasn't cheese. catching these like, things. This yeah. is so sad to me. This poor We'll we'll give and her whatever. She's maybe we're Let's biased. Give her the of she the is doubt, Latina, but. right? She's like a Latina lawyer, so are we biased? Maybe. <laughs> um, bi- oh, you're a self loathing Latina? <laughs> I'm self loathing in all ways. Um, guys, we should talk about Jay because Oh my god. When can we ever not talk about Jay? Because Jay is Jay. like, Jay. I Jay. don't know that there will ever be a point where I'm not like, Jay. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I mean, feel like I shake my fist whenever he shows up because, okay, here's my breakdown of what's okay. going on. And you guys can correct me again. I am a stupid dairy cow. <laughs> person, and um, I will correct you. And please correct me. So basically the whole Jay story is that, this guy forgets to buy his lady friend a present for her birthday. 
And in comes Adnan, who's like, hey, man, I'm good friends with your lady. And so I just weird. gave her. I don't know how. We'll, we'll talk about this. Okay. He's like, and I just gave her a present. Right. On second period. You better. A stuffed reindeer. A stuffed reindeer. <laughs> get up on your game, Jay, and go and get a present. Right. So then they go to the shopping mall together. Right. Where Adnan is just like, hey, do you want to get her something at Bath and Body Works? I'm adding that. This is what I assume their <laughs> conversation is like. It's teenagers, they're, so they're, this makes perfect they're sense. They're in Bath and Body Works. He's, they're buying Freesia. They're buying Freesia or maybe like Juniper warm Breeze. sugar, vanilla, whatever. In 1999, it was definitely Juniper Breeze. Probably Juniper Breeze, <laughs> some sort of peach shit. Who knows? And then Adnan just on the off the cuff is just like, I'm going to kill this bitch. I know. Yeah, yes. And it's then Jay's so like, ridiculous. Jay's like, okay. <laughs> Um, let me just buy this thing for my girl <laughs> and then you can tell me more about it. This. Everything about it is weird. Like Everything no reaction, Jay? Weird. And no, why doesn't no Sarah ask him? Jay. Like when he said, I, I'm going to kill that bitch. She might have, but remind me, I don't think she did. Like, why are you telling this story? Even if you're retelling the cops the story, you'd be like, and then I thought, oh, shit, I need to like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Like, freak right. the fuck like, out. Was Jay so desperate to get his woman a present that he was just like, well, I got to hang out with a potential killer just because like I have no, no other way. There's so no many things other way. about the story that don't make sense. And we'll doesn't discover make... more as more as we go. Oh and my they God. mostly have to do with Jay. Jay. But like re-listening to this episode, I one was like, what if that's like the weirdest motive ever? Like he's like offended that this like guy like uh, right got like him got a reindeer, a present. But like also, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> that's like the reason. It'd be like so weird to be like fuck that guy. <laughs> he's <laughs> he like, you know what I'm gonna do? Oh, but along those lines, though, he was not happy that Adnan's all besties with his girl. I think Adnan's relationship with Stephanie is very suspect. What? As Wait, far as motive for Jay. Suspe- I, oh, okay. I feel like a lot of this podcast is going to be me going, do you remember being a teenager? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I had so many friends who had like either a close guy friend or a close female friend. Yeah. And like the fact that he would think, if he knows this buddy, like if, if Adnan knows Jay as this like stoner dude who's not going to think about it, I could totally see him being like, dude, did you get her something? Yeah, because he's the I one who's going to get that. the phone calls. Oh my god, dude, do you remember yeah. high school? Because like he's going to be the one getting the phone call later, or her crying and being like, he didn't even get me anything. Like he's being such a jerk. Like I, rem- I was never that friend, but I watched it. My friends Nick and Jamie were like the two who were like totes besties, even though they did not want to date each other. And the way that they would talk each other through their relationship stuff and the presence and stuff, like. Yeah, it I was... wasn't privy to any of that. Oh man, I had that a, is yeah, like dumb high school experience. High school stuff, yeah, man. I, I mean, I had got, I, yeah, like I had a bunch of guy friends in high school, and like I would give them stuff all the, all time. the time, and it wasn't like a sexual Mm-mm. thing, and it wasn't like a, I wow, mean, I'm, however it was on on their end. You know, like right. latent underneath stuff. Who knows? Now it's too late. Well, that actually, to but me, was one of the things that was funny because Sarah kind of asked the question on the episode the way that you're talking about it, Dipti, where she's like, why did you want to know that he got yeah. his girlfriend a present? And I was like, duh, why wouldn't he want to know? Like, that's the friend that's gonna that he's going to be having to console yeah. later. Like, he's keeping right. an eye out for her. Like, I was like, that dynamic is like a very, very if you have a mixed group of male and female friends, which they established multiple times that this was like a crew that was all in this like gifted class or whatever. And they, yeah. so they were the a magnet smaller, school, the magnet school. So they're like a smaller group. Like, yeah. Cause you're all involved in each other's lives that way. Right. Yeah. I, this is crazy to me. This is human stuff. Yeah. Too. 
I don't know. I, I yeah, I agree. I feel like that's just like a very normal. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't give pre- like eat, regard like oh my God, taking there were so many presents, taking especially the like sex out of it or like what? I mean and maybe sex, it's nineteen ninety nine specific because that's the same year I was a senior. But I mean the amount of things that we got each other from Sanrio and like right just or like, like goofy Spencer's little gift stuff, Spencer, shit, just like, like tiny stuff. God, that you I was a other. loser in high school. <laughs> you didn't have any friends apparently. I didn't I get with any a gifts. lot of random boys. No, and, yeah. no, but that was like my nose to the book. I remember one year I went so far as to get like a stuffed monkey and I made oh, yeah. yeah like I and then I made that monkey very specific clothes mm-hmm. like what? yeah like I were got you in love with the boy no 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 not at all no right. not at all like not even in the least I just I yeah. and I got like baby onesies and I like got iron-on transfers mm-hmm. and I made like a whole little iron-on transfer thing and I gave it to him as just like a birthday present absolutely wow I don't understand this at all yeah because you oh don't have a heart you don't <laughs> yeah. love you're the one with no heart. Okay, that is also Dairy true, but I lost my heart a long time ago. Yeah, but um, like just to go back to Jay and the tapes, like we hear him talking to the police, we hear him, the interview, and like I feel like as someone who does interviews, right? Mm-hmm. So like I do interviews for right. a living and uh, I'm looking for truth. I'm looking for people's right. honesty mm-hmm. and his cadence, the way he talks and everything to me sounds most of the time like he's inventing uh, rather than remembering. Um, and there are moments where he sounds like he's remembering, but it often is things where I'm like, he's describing what he's claiming Adnan did. And I could totally picture that it's him doing it. And he's just saying the thing that he did, but saying Adnan did it. And then there are times where they ask him questions about Adnan and it just sounds like he's like creating, like he's like trying to remember his own logic a little bit. You know what I think an example of that is when they were, when, when Jay was talking about how he has to drop Adnan back off at school. Yes. Yeah. And so this is the language of it. He's Jay says like, I had to drop him off a track practice, you know, for an alibi. And then oh, no, Jay, the, the guy, the lawyer guy says like, Oh, so that he has an alibi. And then Jay was like, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he needs to be seen or he just like kept, right. he changed right. his wording, even though all of it meant the exact same thing. Yeah. But, he, but he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jay said, or Adnan said he needed he needed to be seen. Like that's it. Right. Good one, Jay. Right. right. Like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. It feels totally. like in the background of his mind, he's constantly going, "Ooh, ooh, this makes sense." Right. Um, and the thing that's weird is like I don't think that the lawyers really take him to task at all. Because these are the cops, though, right? I mean, these are the cops. Oh, the, right. These the detectives. Detective they don't really take him to task at all, just because it's like, is Jay the greatest friend that ever was, or is he just like a weird. dupable dummy? Because in addition to like listening to Adnan talk about his, the potential murder he's about to commit, he then helps Absolutely. him like supposedly because he switches it up, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, right. and then we went and we like buried the body together. And they're like, oh, and he's the like, whole oh, he just... asked me if he would, if I would help him bury him, and I'm like, no. And then they're like, so who did it? And he's like, both uh, of them. Uh, both no, kind he's of like, um, um, um. And they're like, so both of you. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't put it that way, but yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, what? It's like right. oh, wait, that'll make me culpable. Exactly. Wait, oh, no, 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 no. Well, I wouldn't say it was 50-50. Yeah. Like, and they and then were, they're, like, yeah. driving around the whole time. I'm like, well, what that's is for going later. on? Yeah. Well, no, because, like, even in episode one, they talk about, like, how they were just, A little like, bit of driving, driving around, around right. afterwards. Right. Which is, like, I don't, I mean, my personal opinion would be, like, if somebody, if we're at the mall and you're telling me you're going to kill someone and then you tell me 
hey, come and pick me up at Best yeah, Buy. you would not do I'm it. I'm not going to go and pick you up at Best Buy. And then I'm sure shit not going to drive around. And get like, weed. And get and be like, mm, <laughs> oh, did you did you finally do that There's thing? There's so much cool. weirdness about Jay's oh, also, story. Also, are you going to show me the body? Rad. Let's go buy Oh, and he some says, pots. he like specifically says, he's like, her lips were blue and she was like pretzeled up, which, first of all, let's actually take this moment to acknowledge that like, as a lot of people pointed out, like this is a true story of an actual yeah. woman who was killed, a young woman who was killed. Right. She didn't get to see later years. She didn't. It's it's weird. Um, I don't take much issue with the idea of there being this story being told because there's a lot of true things that happen that we create entertainment mm-hmm. out of. Um, but I do want to like just acknowledge, like we know that this is not just some made up story. Like this is yeah. an actual girl who's looking. Yeah. Looking at her picture today, they had like all this stuff on Reddit, like just. Uh, memorials to her in the yearbook and this and that and 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 i was reminded kind of like, like humbly oh, this like, is like a really this is, real this isn't like it's real exactly yeah. really i've never terrible. seen a picture of her i've seen pictures of Adnan <laughs> at this point but i you know i i hope her family is okay and um yeah i'm curious about her family through all this they had to have consented to this podcast to this podcast oh because otherwise sure. it's the most insensitive thing ever actually um the other thing this reminded me of um that i wanted to talk about was my sheer confusion as to what her name was for the entire like first oh and a half, like, i was like h-a-y-m-i-n i thought her name was well her name is Heyman hey, lee right yeah. when but she they says call it her Haley a couple of times well, it, right oh. because some people leave out her middle name so they say right. Haley. so oh. i thought her name was Haley. Haley. and then there's like mm-hmm. a moment where sarah says hey and i was like why is she being so casual <laughs> with this girl's name she doesn't know this dead girl <clears throat> Why is she just calling yeah. her Hey? Because I had like missed the detail that she was Korean, and then when I realized she was Korean, yeah. I was like, "Oh, hey, Minley, I get it." You know I what? Another insensitive moment like that came when she, when like you were just saying how she had blue lips and she was pretzeled up, yeah. and then all of a sudden the serial podcast music comes on, and I was oh, yeah. like, "Wait, that was weird timing." NPR Which podcast. One? There's two types of stop calling it NPR. <laughs> no, that's why I said podcast. <laughs> WBEZ affiliate. Um. <laughs> I thought it was weird timing. She's like, because he literally said, pretzeled up, blue lips, the, in do, the trunk, do, and then do, the piano. Do, or was it the like... <laughs> no, it was the... <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's weird editing. Um, that's something I constantly have to be doing, is reminding myself that it's 1999. Yeah, with cell phones um, and... Exactly, because there what are... What we knew. You know, they're talking about timelines, and you picture right. now, because they, you know that they're a little older, but it's hard to not... You know, like I said, when we talked about um, uh, Adnan being Muslim, it's like I have to remember that this is, yes, there's going to be some racism there, but it's not the weird frenzied expectation of like bombs that existed right. uh, just two years later after September Although 11th. I will you know, say like that, that I I don't think even, okay, maybe, I can't even say it. Like if no, after 9-11, I, mean, I wasn't going to say anything offensive, but like would I have thought about race post 9-11? I don't think I would have, but oh my you God. know, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I don't want you to even get into that. <laughs> I don't that. even want to get into whether or not we would. But I mean, the, if if I will say this about that, I though. wouldn't because I'm well, you're South, Asian South Asian. And, right. Yeah, but I would say this about that: if it were, if this story was taking place in 2002, mm-hmm. and and you told me that they convicted him on that flimsy of evidence in that few hours, yes, right. then I get good it. Good point. Totally, so that Daisy. That's about that time period. That's yeah. about all we should say you put it about. Two years yeah. Before that, 
and it is still really confusing. Yeah. And it, and and I think just in in little things, I always have to remind myself that it's 1999. And the lack of you know, in thinking about how they didn't all have cell phones, how there's pagers, how there's you know, it's not direct to reach people and stuff like that. Right. That is like things I have to remind myself about. Not yeah. even being able to like access a calendar because I went back and I said yesterday. I said, what was I doing six weeks ago? No, like the six week thing, six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, easy. Let me just look. Oh, it was this day. I looked really quickly on my Google calendar. I didn't have a note for that, but I knew what I did because my friend Dina was visiting me that weekend. And I was like, I know exactly where I was every moment of that day, but I'm also an adult. I'm not stoned. Like Mm -hmm. these kids are stoned the whole time. Like I, I will remember, but they're... It, it was, we can't comprehend of that time that we no, lived through it. No, it's really hard. It's really hard to put it into context for yourself in that way. It's a good Especially because they're young, right? Yeah, they're young. They're Same life every day. Same they're life, young. exactly. They are not at a point yet where they have autonomy over what they're doing. Yeah. They have a pattern that is basically set for them that they like fight for freedom within. So like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. going around getting stoned, whatever. But like ultimately, you know, even when he, even when Adnan's on the phone talking about how, um, you know, what he would have been doing that day, he's like, well, it was, you know, I would have been breaking fast with my dad and then he would have been out at this time. So it's like, it's all just based on these structures that Correct. he had to answer to. Right. Which makes sense, you know? Yeah. But it, yeah, it is, it is a thing to constantly remind yourself of as a listener. Yeah. Um, it's before Y2K guys, it's like so much I was know, different. It's so, so different. It's so crazy. This is also, I also have to say like, there was a point where I got very like, like there was a sweet reminiscing moment when they described how Adnan and Hay um, like managed to figure out a way so that the phone wouldn't oh ring. Oh, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Call waiting. Yeah. You guys never forget. Exactly. <laughs> never forget. So it would page and then the go and then dial into the thing and then yeah. call waiting. Like, oh my God, what were you guys calling? Popcorn. Remember popcorn? <laughs> so cute. I just like movie don't. Phone. Are you calling movie phone? Movie yeah. phone. And movie just phone. listening to the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, Weird to so that's think about like it. the first episode is, you know, the alibi. And I think also from a storytelling perspective, it's really, I think it's such a perfect place to start because the f- first question that you're going to have is, okay, well, did anybody see you? Were you there? So like, yeah, right. sh- we, there's still so much for us to learn about this case and everything, but you know, kind of how it got to her, the basics of the case, the basics of like what the lawyer did or didn't do and whether or not there's an alibi and the idea of memory is like the perfect things to be setting up in the first episode. Um, as far as first episode goes, I had different experiences listening to it first and second time. As did I. And I will say what I thought about more the second time was Adnan's wording. He would say, according to Jay, that bitch is dead. Come get me. I'm at Best Buy. And then he asked Jay, if, are you ready for this? And then he said, don't tell anyone. I can't believe I killed someone. I'm tougher than hood people. Like, they think they're all right. tough than right. shit. And... Even from the first episode, of course, I'm a little biased from later episodes, but even just listening to the first episode in a vacuum, there is no indication that Adnan was a complete jerk. Like, he didn't talk like that. Like, some, like, um, he just didn't talk like that. And it makes it so unbelievable. So after the first time I heard the first episode, I thought, Oh man, this Adnan's so guilty. I don't know why I wasn't thinking about it as critically. I had just heard about this podcast through my friend Sean, and she was like, "You must listen to this. It's great." So I was like, "Okay," and I just like not passively listen, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was definitely involved in it, but I wasn't thinking about it as hard. And then the second time, 
I was like, oh my God, this is, he's so not guilty just based on this episode. Right. It's like weird. I, I, I do like, I could picture him saying those words, not about that. Like I could picture him as a kid who's mm. 1999 and he listens to hip hop and he, right. he would say words like that. But like in that setting, in that context, like I can't picture that to me though, with the little bit of I know about Jay, and this is what I mean when I say, like, sometimes it sounds like he's inventing stuff, and it sometimes it sounds like he's just mm-hmm. replacing himself with Adnan, is, like, I could see the guy who's, like, yeah, and just kind of sit around and, like, uh, I sell weed. Because he's, he's out of high school. Like, he, does, he doesn't even go to yeah, high school. Yeah, right. he He's, yeah. like, the dude who hangs out with the high school kids. Yeah. You know what so I mean? shady. So yeah. shady. And then so Tate rests the case on him. Like, Although, oh, let's think be they're fair, tough, and now I'm being it's tough. only shady because now we're not in high school anymore. But I think, like, when you're in high school, you do like you do have like those two like hanger honors who are like you're a sophomore in college. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and they were losers. Well, the only in ones retrospect, knew... they're losers. Right. Well, like, like, he, and he I does have a girlfriend. Were... Like, he's dating a girl in high school, so like that part I get totally. But right. yeah, I mean, but it is to me also weird that he's just like, I don't know, spending. A... I could see the kind of like dating the girl who's a senior. I have mm-hmm. a harder time with the like just hanging out with these dudes the whole time because he does have a couple friends his age and I'm like dude what are you doing um, but I just feel like him and Adnan yeah. were I don't I mean Adnan had to have been dealing weed he had to have been I don't think he had to be dealing it why would he hang out with Jay was Jay a supplier yeah it's, but they yeah. were trying to it score like weed together so why where's yeah, but Jay suppliers run out I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I but mean, also, basically... I feel like in high school, like, yeah, you. I think sometimes, uh, not always, but I think you do have, having hung out with other stoner kids, I feel like there was a, there was a concept of like, oh, this is the guy that brings us our stuff, but he's also the dude that we kind of hang out with. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that's like weird. I don't think that that's a like, weird he's thing. not probably like Jay was probably not like a dealer dealer. He was like the guy that they the bought distributor distributors yeah. off of, you know what I mean? And then he might've been low. So the two of them go looking together, but he's not some guy who like probably has a ton of people rolling up to his house. He's hmm. probably the guy who sells like nickel and dimes to, um, you know, his immediate circle of friends. Right. But that doesn't mean that he wouldn't okay. run out and then need to go get some stuff. I have erroneous interpretations of high school, I guess. Yeah. Where did, yeah. Where did you go to high school? I mean, Little I know town in middle funny. of Illinois. Do not, did not have any dude friends that you shared gifts with. No. There's no gifting. Not I, even on but, the but I front. will say, I will say on the whole dance front, was that next episode? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk then. Yeah. Um. All right. Guys, I think that... Is there anything else we want to say? Anything else? No. I think... Uh, that's all the big stuff. Yeah. Next I time on the really Obsessed. <laughs> Some cue... Uh, it's just us talking about different things. Music. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to acapella us out. <laughs> on. Do, 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 do. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.